Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Lion's Den. I'm your host, Seth, and this is a place for men to have real talk in real time. This first episode, crazy enough, was actually pre-recorded, but we just wanted to see how the dynamics would be. You're going to hear information and feedback from myself, Nathan, Will, and Larry, and they were just going to talk about their experiences and and, and their uh, input when it comes down to stepfathers and fathers stepping up. And then we're going to go into success and what success looks like. So please stay around, listen, comment, call me, whatever. We want to make sure this is a great experience. And also, if there's any other topic you would like to hear, straight real talk, you let us know. All right. Get ready. Get comfortable for the lion's den. Huh? So what are the challenges to being a stepfather? Challenges. Being a stepfather. Man, I would say one of the challenges of being a stepfather is knowing your role as the stepfather. You get what I'm saying? Things have to be conveyed completely transparent Mm -hmm. with not just the individual you're dealing with, but also the child. Mm -hmm. Because the child can use you or use the mother to say hey well you know blah blah you get what i mean that's a challenge and you want to love this child like they're your own you know what i mean you want to because of the woman that you're with you want to spend your life with this woman you want to spend life with this child right that's what you sign up for but it's a lot of times when if the child feels any amount of animosity because the her her or his mother isn't with their father anymore their biological father they're going to pass on whatever resentment and be that wedge you get what i'm saying so it's hard because i realize that individuals being a stepfather have to be extra to show hey i'm really here for you type of thing when i don't think that's necessary seriously it's the in my opinion it's the mother's job Mm -hmm. to lay that groundwork you get what i mean because ultimately you're there for her you know i mean that's my thoughts myself so so i experienced firsthand my aunt and uncle my aunt's my blood aunt you know my uncle's obviously the in-law and i saw growing up where the kids who were like preteens, early teenagers, mm-hmm. had an impact on the marriage to right. where they ended up, he ended up having a child out of wedlock, out of wedlock, and they split the marriage apart. Mm-hmm. But it was not the wedlock. It wasn't him having a kid out of wedlock. It was more so the kids was just so against him mm-hmm. that nothing he can do was perfect. Exactly. And right. so they used the mm-hmm. mom to mm-hmm. play against the dad yeah, and you go them apart mm-hmm. and it eventually I'm not making an excuse for him because that's my uncle it's like my dad mm-hmm. but I could see it I saw it growing up as like mm-hmm. 16, 17 years old Right. so I can only imagine what he was experiencing right. we didn't even have to talk about it yet but I already know I can experience it mm-hmm. just seeing it mm-hmm. that the kids drove them apart and it drove them to divorce Right. it was the kids because even you the see? kids still now and, and they know what they're doing on her yeah. they get married for the third mm-hmm. time and the kids are still a whole part in their, exactly. in their relationship. Exactly. So 
You got to watch the manipulation of the kids. Got to. Got to. Kids are, even though they're kids, mm -hmm. they can be very they ain't stupid. manipulative. Yeah, they ain't stupid. Especially when they know you're not the dad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what so, I mean? Yeah. So that communication between the mom and the dad has to be like, that foundation has to be set. Absolutely. It has to be solid. It has to be solid. You can't be... Well, you can't be treating this kid right, especially if you're in a blended family where you got kids with the mom and then you got kids that was from a previous relationship. You can't show any favoritism. You have to be, everybody has to be treated fair across the board. And the timing has to be right on that too. It does. You know, the time frame is vitally important because as you sit back and you orchestrate what's going on, you know, you can sit up there and have someone come into a child's life and if that rapport is not there. That's right. You know, I would tell from from my example, you know, my stepfather came into my life. We were like 11, 12, 13, uh, 11, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I'm, I already have it made up in my mind that, my hey, I've made it this far. Yeah. What can he do? Yeah, who me? are you? Yeah, right, who right, are you? right, right. You know? Right. And it's gotten to the point now, over the years or whatever, I've come accustomed to saying pops, but technically, you know, I basically grew myself up, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I, di I didn't really need that father figure, you know, moving forward. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, you know, it's it's the, it's, the, it's that time and it's that setting, making sure that you know everything is is on time and that mm -hmm. you know it's gonna take time. It's not gonna like happen overnight or whatever. Especially mm -hmm. when there's never been a bond that's been created with the biological father that's right. to the stepfather that's mm -hmm. coming in. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm going to take it to the beginning. In a relationship, you have to have that candid discussion. Because, as always, people come with issues that was before you to include yeah. children. Baggage. So you need to be able to understand. It's not necessarily baggage. It's more so experiences that bought their current selves to the picture. So you have to kind of understand what that climate looks like before you engage. Because your significant other may be raised one way. You may be raised another Back in the day, we believe in whooping ass. Mm -hmm. This parent may believe in timeouts. Ain't no timeouts in my household while I was coming exactly. up. It was a timeout after you get your ass whooped, mm -hmm. and it may be timeout to switch somebody else. So yeah. you, you, <laughs> have to, you have to understand that climate on what's acceptable and what's not. And even though you may love this child, it's still not your biological child. You may love this child, but you still have to honor the, the mother in that situation because that can create that 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 wedge between that relationship that can actually ultimately end it. Yeah. Because you 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 have an aspect where you're trying to teach something that women may not know or understand. Women have the nature to nurture children and protect them, but in actuality, they're prohibiting their growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can enable them. They they can. And and with that being said, I think that so the individual that's coming into the situation like okay i'm meeting a young lady she has a child i need to see where her head is at you get what i'm saying have to be able to see where her head is at and what she really wants from me because this individuals that become stepfathers they think okay now nah, i'm the daddy and this is the rule and then see that's what they fuck up you see that's number one then number two if the child is old enough talk to that child and say hey i'm not your father you get what i'm saying and i'm not going to Act like I'm your father. You got one. Regardless what he do or don't do, Absolutely. that's your father. Absolutely. Right? I'm here for you if you need me, and I'm here for your mother or my wife. You get what I'm saying? So it's a it's a working relationship now. It don't have to be, you know, I'm stepping in to, to take over his role. Because you got to understand, if your father is not here, at the end of the day, I'm here right now. So I'm going to respect you. 
but I also want respect as well. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, just do whatever you want to do. No, it's still rules to this because I'm still an individual. You know what I mean? But it start with the woman, you know, and she got to be on the same page. If that conversation is not made, bruh. These kids go hog wild. Drama. Drama. Yeah. But the, the key critical part is communication, mm-hmm. as you stated before. It's developing that personal relationship with that individual and having that, you know, transparency and letting them know that, hey, I'm not your father. Yeah. But what I can do is I will speak proudly of that individual because I want to make sure that I don't stunt any growth. That's right. Whatsoever. Right, in right, right. right. Your personal and your professional mm-hmm. relationships moving forward. That's right. Because that's what we need. And mm-hmm. a lot of times or whatever, believe it or not, within society or whatever, it's, it's predicated on the fact of the simple fact that, you know, hey, now I'm the new individual that's mm-hmm. in, in house or whatever. You will abide by such and such. That's right. And, you know, it's all about our tactical, you know, uh, way of doing things yes. or whatever. And, you know, I said this early on, it could be tied to the military. It doesn't have to be tied to the military. You can have a conversation with an individual and they will hear what they want to hear and see what they want to see. Yeah. And, you know, depending upon what it is that you state, you know, verbally or non-verbally or whatever, mm-hmm. they will pick up on that quicker than what it is that they will pick up in the message itself. So that's just how important it is to let you know that, hey, you do play a critical role, but just understand that you're gonna have to take the part of being a leader and stepping back and letting, you know, that son or that daughter take the lead and say, hey, this is exactly what it is that I like, this is what I dislike, Mm -hmm. and then build upon that moving forward. That's just my thought process. Mm -hmm. I had the experience I was, I was in my son's life at the age of two. Mm-hmm. So his dad was nowhere around, still nowhere to be around. He's now 16. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the conversation, hey, I'm your stepdad. This is my house. This is how it goes. Right. It happened naturally. Mm-hmm. So it took, I don't even remember when he started calling me daddy. I mm-hmm. can't even remember, but I know what when he was two. Right. It just happened because I was so far in his life. And when we got married, he just came with us. Mm-hmm. Right. So we became a family. And I just tried to instill in him what I grew up with, because I grew up without a dad. So mm-hmm. my uncles played Same a part mm-hmm. as far as, you know, stepdaddies, daddies, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm trying to instill in him, hey, my life wasn't as easy as how you coming up. That's right. Like, to me, he's coming up in suburbia life. That's right. I grew up in city life. Mm-hmm. Totally different experience. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. And so I'm trying to instill in him that trying to be a thug, trying to listen to this rap music and getting, be all out in these streets, that ain't what you really want. That's right. Because if you want, we can take a trip over there and I can put you right there and drop right. you off and leave. Hey, scare straight. You, yeah. <laughs> but, Tupac can make a man out of you. <laughs> so my thing with him is, I think he gets it. I think we're on the, we're on the same page. That he knows I have his best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. I just want you to be better than me. Or I want to have a better foundation for you going forward. I'm trying to give you all the pit holes, potholes that are out there mm-hmm. before you graduate high school. Because in the real world, it's going to be eye-opening for you. So, you know what now? That brings up a good point. When do you stop? Meaning, when that child isn't picking up what you're putting down, you're trying to communicate with the mm-hmm. your significant other. Like, okay, now, I know what I said I'm subscribing to, mm-hmm. right? I know what I want to do with this family, but you're not working with me. When do you actually just you know call it quits if so because some people don't believe in that some people say look i'm look i'm just going to work at it work at it and i don't believe in just walking away but how much is your own sanity worth when you can't go home no more 
and you rather go other places than go home. Right, sitting right. sitting sit a damn driveway because you, you don't want to go in into driveway, some bullshit. Go sit at a bar, go stay at work ten hours after you know. You <laughs> yeah, <go home. laughs> right, I mean, right. You don't want to you want to do everything in the world but go home. Mm. I think that's mm-hmm. that's Your just damn me. blood pressure get high. Yeah, because you can only talk about something so much before you stress yourself out. Mm-hmm. But how logical is that to stress out on the strength of somebody else? Absolutely. To me, that's a very illogical thought process. So the way I look at that one is, if a person does not believe what you're doing is beneficial to that child, then it's your own responsibility to step back from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right. what happens is you're gonna keep beating yourself upside the head for something someone does not wanna receive. Mm-hmm. So the way I look at that is, when you step back, you allow yourself to see the whole court almost like basketball when you're sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. Now you get to see that mother, that kid out there and didn't life. How is it working out for them? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying don't advise, but I'm saying don't be that go-getter because if you're being that father and that advocate and that mother's not supporting you, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. That mother has to realize that she needs you. Mm-hmm. Until she comes to you and say, I need you to do that and can be, what I say, a, a co-parent yes. and actually let you take that lead as a man in that household, you need to take that seat back yes. and allow her to see that she cannot do that by herself. Yes. I'm not saying no woman has never raised a child. Hey, America, don't get mad at me. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. My mom was a single mother. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying yep. is when you're married, it's a different different perspective you got to look at that from. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to step back and tell her it gets easier. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. When you hear the kid talking back, like, I'll beat the ass. They ain't going to come to me like that. Mm-hmm. But she's getting stressed out that she come to you. Go ahead and click back through power. And press that, press that play button, cut it back on because it ain't your business right now. Mm-hmm. Don't come back complaining about something trying to prevent. Try to be that solution, not part of that problem. Absolutely. That's how I look at it. You, know, you, said, you, said, you stated a critical point. You said, when do you stop? You never stop. Mm-hmm. You know, you never stop, especially with the role that you're portraying and the role that you're taking on for that individual. You just need to be there. Mm-hmm. When a critical time, you know, tends so, to... So you say be ready. Be this ready. Is be ready. Oh, yeah. Be ready. Yeah, I can dig that. Be ready. Uh-huh. Be there. Be ready to step up, step in. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, you know, often at times or whatever, we want individuals there to solve problems when actually they're just listening for an ear. That's for right. an individual to be mm-hmm. an active listener. That's right. I don't want you to solve it right there. I just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. So I need you to show up, step up, step in. Be there to actively be engaged and then try to give me some type of questioning technique or some broadening experience to where I'm able to solidify the process and act upon it mm-hmm. to where I know I can use that and say, okay, this is the steps that I need to take moving mm-hmm. forward or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because again, as I alluded to earlier, it's just, it's all about timing. Yeah. When did you come in? So. You know, you mentioned that you came into your son's life, you know, your stepson's life, you know, at the age of two. You know, I don't have any uh, uh, any stepkids or whatever, but what I can say is that my stepfather, who I technically called my father mm-hmm. or whatever, came into my life at the age of 11 or 12 or mm-hmm. whatever. He was there when I needed him the there most. There we go. Mm-hmm. So, he, so he didn't force his way. Absolutely, he and didn't that's force his way at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's funny that we're having this conversation right now, and this is the topic that we just so happen to open up with because of the simple fact of 
you know, he came in and he made that clear statement. Mm-hmm. I'm not your father. That's what that's what it you is. Know? That's I'm what it here is. as a figure mm-hmm. to make sure that whatever male perspective or tools, resources it is that you need mm-hmm. to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here and for. And you know what? I'm glad you said that because there was a situation that I was involved in years ago when my ex, she had a child and her child only knew me as his father. All right. And when he got older, he started to call me daddy and I stopped him. All right. I stopped him. All right. The reason why is because I needed him to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Right. So it wasn't something that felt good. All oh, that's nice. You know, don't get me wrong. I was appreciative of the fact that he wanted to call me father, you know, daddy. But I wanted him to know the difference. But at the end of the day, you need to know my role and you need to know your father's role, your biological father's role. Now, mm-hmm. If he didn't want to be there, that's on him. And that's amends that you have to make with him. But right now, I am here. Right? But however, I'm not your father. There are women out there right now that have kids calling other men daddy, knowing damn well that's not the father of your child. Right? And they're not being honest with their child just because of a of a mistake, of a 15-minute mistake, knowing that it was a bum. That they, you dig what I'm saying? 15, if that, right? If that, you know what I mean? A little bit of Kavassier, you know what I mean? A little bit of num-num juice. And not, but then you got sober, you realized he wasn't shit. And, but then the other person, right, that was there, that was thorough, now you want your your child to see you as their father. No, now we gonna be. Them. Yeah, I'm not. I can't save you. Now I'll be here. We can work it out. Absolutely. But you're not going to change that dynamics. You get? I, would, I would say you know I just reunited with my father. You know here on the recent trip, mm-hmm. um, my biological father, and I will tell you my mother never spoke ill will of this man not one time. Mm-hmm. You know although there was uh, promises and things that you know. Uh, he set out for that he never you know mm-hmm. uh, rebounded from. that's right and so needless to say or whatever you know i had candid conversations i would have not had but have candid conversations with my son and my daughter and letting them know that hey you know the life that we live from a single parent perspective mm-hmm. you are blessed oh, to yeah. have both parents that's right. inside the household mm-hmm. absolutely because that's very rare mm-hmm. especially within our black mm-hmm. community that's so right i'm just gonna be real oh yeah most know? of them and so with that being said my wife ended up having a uh family reunion down in tampa and you know i didn't i didn't want to do it mm-hmm. you know because there came a time earlier in my son's life when i want to say he was roughly about two years of age that you know, my biological father had the opportunity of seeing him, and we flew in from overseas back stateside, and he wasn't willing to make. Uh, all I needed him to do was just make a twenty-minute trip. Twenty minutes. Twenty-minute trip. Twenty to thirty-minute trip, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He blamed it on medication. He oh. said, "I can't do it. Was it weed? I can't go back. It wasn't weed." Mm-hmm. And so, needless to say, moving forward, you know, I've never rebounded from that. Mm-hmm. And then when I ended up going down to Florida. And, you know, I reached out to my sister and I said, look, I'm willing to take a chance. This was the part that surprised me the most. Kids, as I stated earlier, will see what they want to see and hear what they want to hear, right? Mm -hmm. We actually met up at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, when our kids, when my son and daughter came to be introduced to him, they didn't even want to shake his hand. Mm -hmm. Just because, about just because of the simple fact of, in their minds, they're saying, how could you neglect, mm-hmm. you yes. know, your own child 
you know, knowing that, you know, they are a product mm -hmm. of what you brought into that's this right. world. That's right. And that's that that amazed me, honestly. Yeah. You yeah. know. And and at the same time I just told myself that, hey, I can't, you know, tell them they need to act this mm -mm. way or do no. this or do that no. or whatever. That's purely their own feelings That's of right. what it is. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say it ties back to what we stated about earlier. It's all about timing. It's all about being an active listener. It's all about, you know, making sure that, you know, you're able to provide them the tools and resources, you know, to be successful and just being that being an active listener. But you, you, yeah. I got an anthem for this topic. What's that? You ready for it? Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. My what? biological father didn't bother. Listen mm. to that record. Okay. It's stating everything that we're stating right now. Really? You ever heard of this record? Mm -mm. Say that again. Shaquille O'Neal's mm -hmm. My Biological Didn't Bother. Go listen to that record. I was still My Biological Didn't Bother? My Biological Didn't Bother. I thought you were trying you, to say you, Shaq was his daddy. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was like, hey, but you know what? You know what? Deepest record from Shaquille, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, the only NBA to go platinum on the record. You're right. That was one of his records. You know what? It's funny Check you it said out. that. Look, so this year, I'm going to Ghana. Okay? The reason why I'm going to Ghana, two two reasons why. This marks the 400th anniversary of So to me, success is what you make. I have a perfect quote for that. It's um, one that I use quite often. Dr. Mark Victor Hansen, philanthropist and author, best known for Chicken Soup for the Soul. I don't know how many of you ever heard of that. Mm -hmm. But he states by recording your dreams and goals on paper, you set in motion the process of becoming the person you most want to be. Put your future in good hands. And those hands are your own. And it ties exactly to what it is that you just mentioned earlier about what is success and what does success mean to you and how you're able to articulate both your mission which is your um, what, and then your vision, which is how you're going to achieve the what towards accomplishing that milestone. And that's vitally important. And as I stated earlier, I don't believe particularly in mankind or whatever. I believe in, you know, if it's destined for me to have, it will happen or whatever. It's just getting to that point of, you know, taking the time out, you know, to invest the time in. So therefore the outcome can be what it is that you need, you know, in order to be successful, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I think the first thing in being successful is being grateful, right? You have to be grateful. And the one thing I would say to be grateful for is being able to wake up every morning since then. Because that's an opportunity for you to be greater than you were the day before. You get what I'm saying? And so, yes, I think we can all agree that being successful is in the eyes of the beholder. So what you say success is, is based off of your thought process and what you think unsuccessful is, right? Yes. But for me, I believe success is you setting a obtainable goal and reaching it. You get what I'm saying? Just just, just setting a goal but and then reaching it. You say setting an attainable, achievable goal. Yeah, achievable. That's and it. then once you're done with that, mm -hmm. what's the next step thereafter? That's right. So I don't believe in no finish lines. There's no finish line. There's no, no finish line. No, no ceilings, ceilings, no, no finish ceilings. lines, no nothing. No nothing. You get what I'm saying? And individuals will put them there. So what you have to do, you have to either break them, go over them. You see what I'm saying? Go around them. 
you, whatever it is that you got to do, but you keep going. So I believe being able to look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and say, yep, I didn't compromise Absolutely. for nothing or Absolutely. for nobody. That's successful. You get what I'm saying? And to, and to sleep well, you know what I mean? To be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? To know, all right, if I don't wake up, I'm still okay with where I am. Now, I still have goals, have desires. You get what I mean? But I'm all right. What advice would you offer someone who has that same mentality and spirit as you do, but maybe viewed differently by other individuals whom they may come in contact with? Mm. Well, what I would say is, humble yourself. Humble yourself and watch. Watch more than you speak. Okay. You get what I'm saying? It's the reason why we got two eyes. Two ears and only one motherfucking mouth. Okay. For a reason. You dig? So watch. And then not just that. Listen to fools. Listen to them. So not just individuals that's doing the things that you want to do. But listen and look at the individuals that's not doing the things. This, you can learn from everybody. Slow to speak but quick to listen. There you go. You so That's what it is. Slow to speak but quick to listen. That's what I would say. But not just that. I will only advise individuals that are ready to listen. Because not everybody that look like us, or you dig what I'm saying? Not everybody is mentor ready. Not everybody is coachable. Not everybody is teachable. So when I can see, or not, you know, it ain't about seeing, it's about feeling. It's a feeling. You know, you see? Not to cut you off, brother, but I mean, you you just spark something because. I read a post mm-hmm. that you put, you know, on Facebook or whatever. Just because you're in a leadership position, oh yeah, doesn't mean no. that you're ready to no. lead. No, 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 you're not, you know? bro. I mean, I'm, I'm just like, oh man, if that didn't speak to that's me, that's what it's about, man. I was just like, oh my goodness, and that's the like, truth. Absolutely, that's the truth. And people think just because you're in that position, that position means absolutely nothing. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Now, this is what I will encourage an individual to do. If you're able to walk through the door, crack it open. Leave it cracked. You dig what I'm saying? Leave it cracked. And so there was something I was reading the other day that stated being creative is being successful, going up a ladder and holding it for the next person. But competition is you making it and then pushing the ladder. So can't nobody else get up there. So I wanna, you I, dig what I'm saying? I want to add to that. I was reading the thing. I was reading a video. I, I was watching the video, not reading. Watching the video, and it was the actor Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. He said, "Commitment gets you to the door. That's right. But consistency, consistency. gets you through. There it is. Absolutely. Oh, and that's what it's oh, about. Denzel. Yeah, Denzel. Denzel. Washington. Yeah, man. Yeah, Absolutely. he's thorough. And that's the truth, man." That is, that's the truth. And I am a firm believer in giving back. However, not everybody want it. Absolutely. I'm not going to waste my time on them. Fool. <laughs> get the fuck out. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then, so what the deal is, is that individuals may see things and think, oh, I want what you got. So how do I get there? No, you got, you, you see the result of what I did. Do you really want this work? Absolutely. Bruh. Do you, you know, really want to wake up at 4 15 in the morning? Of entertainment. That's what you see what I'm saying? My son exactly. thinks he can be a YouTuber uh-huh. because so and so made a million dollars exactly. off and got a house and mm-hmm. dogs. It's a generational yeah. thing. I'm like, generational. Do you know the hard work that no, goes they don't know. Closed doors? Bruh, bruh, it's, it's a microwave mentality. You dig? 
You put your shit in the microwave, five minutes, boom, that's dinner. That's no, like, that's man, not life. I can get a million views. Don't yeah, worry. Exactly. Where are you going to get the equipment? You're right. Where are you going to get the, uh, whatever Where are you going to get the money at? Yeah, yeah. Right. All of that stuff that goes into it. Well, I can just get on my phone. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. You know, that's just old. Who's going to pay that bill? See? Exactly. That's, that's we ain't got unlimited data. Exactly. <laughs> and even if we did. I love it. That's just old saying, you know, you have three types of generation. I heard this from. Retire. I mean, I don't even know. I think he's still active duty. It was a chief. Um, I think he was security forces or whatever. But uh, he goes on to say, you have three types of generations. He said the first generation, you know, an officer, whether it be male or female, will approach an individual and say, hey, I need you to pick up that shovel and dig. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Got it. Uh -huh. No problem. Uh -huh. Second generation will come in and say, I need you to pick up that shovel and dig. I heard that one. Why? Uh -huh. Today's generation. Uh -huh. I need you to pick up that shovel and dig. What's in it for me? That's right. That's it. What's in it for me? That's right. And that's what we've gotten to right that's now. That's right. We have individuals in society that wants the results. They want they want the they award. want the accolade. They mm -hmm. want the award. Mm -hmm. But not willing to invest that's right. in what it is that they have to that's get right. in order to get to that reward. It takes time. It takes time. And but people want immediate accolades, immediate results. Yes. An immediate with no change action. with no action, no and then action. and not and without sweat equity. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You got to put that hard work up. Now, what you talking about? I want what you got. Do you really? But You're not even made for it. Is that necessarily surprising though? No, you can no. pick up your phone yeah, and get access to anything to and everything. You got you machines that will vacuum your floor, mm -hmm. mop your floor, mm -hmm. answer your door, secure your home. Google. So mm -hmm. if you have things so accessible, you're taking that that requirement of work out of the equation mm -hmm. because they're so quick to press the button and get that result. Mm -hmm. So old school believes in working. Right. So that means we have to work harder at education Absolutely. because mm -hmm. they don't know what it's like to work. When was the last time you grabbed a young brother who took their ass to work with you? Seeing how you got that $200. Well, they had to come home sweaty. Go through the back door. Let's get this hole to hold them but, but you know what? Right? And to your point, though, I think that we can get caught up in that too. The reason why I say that, how, if your phone was to die right now, and you say we can get caught up. You, we that. can. And the reason why I say we'll that, I mean even us right now, okay. because yeah, right, it's dependency, right? So if your phone was to die right now, the only individuals' phone numbers that you will probably remember is yours and your grandmama's or somebody's that ain't changed them for years. And no. then, right, then, <laughs> and then that's even if your own phone. So, so if we don't practice what it takes for that real muscle memory. Right, it, it we're going to lose it and we won't be able to articulate it to the next generation. And then not just that, they want so much and want to know so much. When you remember, uh, what was that, Encyclopedia Britannica? You remember that? Oh, shit? Yeah. You remember that? Dude. You remember Get the book. Hey, guess oh, what? Man. Hey, bro, you know what I'm talking about? Hey, they got Encyclopedia in a pocket, don't even use it. Don't even use it. Bro. What's this? It, what's what's that? this? Look it up. What, how, how do I make money? How do I do? Everything is right there because all you have to do is look at individuals that have done it, but be real, be willing to work. What for is it? it? YouTube, bro? Nah, it, too easy. Too easy, man. That's what it's about, man. And so success, I think, ultimately is about being willing to put the work in. You get what I'm saying? Being willing to put the work in. And ultimately to give back and to help more people have to man in their own right because just because I like to speak and I like to put platforms on I want you to be great doing what you do you may not like to do what I do so 
I don't care, but I want to create an, an environment and a stage for you to be great. And then when it's created, what you going to do with it? Then what? You can't say, oh, well, he ain't do this for me. No, motherfucker. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's what I believe being successful is about. Finding value in other people, mm-hmm. but ultimately helping them see the value within themselves. There you go. Because a lot That's of times it. our mm-hmm. our societies and the way that we're raised and the way that our lives go, you are exposed to things that dumb you down versus right. that pick you up. Mm-hmm. So brothers like yourselves, we, we, we have to grab a hold to them and show them the benefits of such. Because what it is, YouTube is taking our kids. Video games are taking our kids. School ain't teaching them shit. They can't even write in cursive. Mm-hmm. I gave a young some, man some a kids, letter. Hey, some, some schools don't do it no more. You know I know. Right? Yeah. That's the, My kid's school don't. You they know don't how I learned see? that? I gave a brother a letter. I told him to read it. He looked at me like I gave him some Russian. Mm-hmm. He said, sir, I can't read this. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? You got eyes. Mm-hmm. But he was serious. He couldn't read because it was written in cursive. That's scary. You got to sign the signature. Motherfucker, you can't read it. How the hell you gonna write it? Mm-hmm. That's scary. That's the society that we live in there right yeah. now. But technology. Technology. I mean, are we really writing letters anymore? See? Or are we typing them? See? So I can understand why they're not writing cursive anymore because theoretically you can e-sign anything. We sign e-sign like yards. That's right? right. But but see, now we go right back to dependency. You get what I'm saying? I get it, Watch this. The email goes down on base. What happens? Hey, but watch this. Hey, hey how about this? Two hours. Uh, no, you're right. But look, how about this? Let's say we go and travel somewhere different driving. Your GPS will go out. Yeah. Some people don't even know how to read a map. Atlas. Bruh. Some people don't even know. Look, they look at it. It was like, what's this? It might look like uh, hieroglyphics to them, right? Look, might look like schematics. You get what I'm saying? But can we fault them, though? No, we, no, can't. we can't. So, But we can. We can fault. Look, we can fault them if... We don't tell them. So if there's anybody in my household that don't know how to read a map and I know how, that's my fault. That is true. You get what I'm saying? Now that's, that's now nah, that's mine. I bring that up because of we get caught up sometimes in how we were raised. Oh yeah, yeah, though, that's true. Oh, yeah, and that, that's true. That's true. But so I think that now we're getting into another subject. But I, I believe, like I believe, I believe it's our responsibility it to not just hold ourselves accountable, but the individuals that surround us accountable. So, so you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I was going to say, you know, what is the benchmark? What is the key ingredient towards getting that individual to achieve success? Mm. What is the key ingredient or ingredients that's needed in order? Because they, they there's this. What's what's the slogan? Uh, attitude plus aptitude at, equals at, altitude, at, yeah, or whatever yeah, the case may yeah, be. Yeah, and, and yes, so, you're right. So, I believe the ingredients is balance. It's all about balance. Everything is balance. If you believe it or not, you got your positive and negative shit. You got your Pepsi and Coke. You got different things. You get what I'm saying? You got your male and female, your estrogen and, and, and testosterone. Mm-hmm. You have to have balance. Too much of one, the other one will be off and then the views will be skewed. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's about balance. So if everything is given, it may not be the right intensity, right? But given for the individual to choose you know what you balance see? means to me what's that believing mm-hmm. accountability yeah listening yeah okay um I, I had another a or whatever it just crossed my mind or whatever i said accountability <laughs> earlier and then there's an a for something else or whatever and then in networking yep c communication mm-hmm. 
that E execution, mm-hmm. man. I'll figure out what that other But you know what that but... E part, that execution part, that is the most crucial because what the brother said, he said, uh, information without application is just, no, knowledge without application is just information. Yes. But knowledge with application is transformation. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get the fuck up, and do something with what you learn. You just you just there being a smart dummy. Absolutely. And you get what I'm saying? You wasting space. And then uh, I hate to do it. No, I don't. We got leaders that do the same thing. They are when they die. It's like an African proverb: when an individual die, wise person dies like a burning of a library. You get what I'm saying? With all this information, if you don't pass that shit on, what are you doing? You are a waste of space to me. You get what I'm saying? So with all this information and application, but not just that, I blame the individuals that have it that's not out there being an example to show whatever the youth right going out to these schools and because the schools could pay, but why do I need them to know? Right, because really I'm good, right? Application, but really application. But at the end of the day, I really want to get this out because it's necessary. I didn't go through the bullshit in Detroit not to say nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't go through the bullshit in the military not to say anything. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So now they see me walking in it, so they can see that it's possible. Absolutely. Now I challenge you to get your ass up and then be successful. You feel me? You know, it's not that we bring to different audiences. It's the aspect of purpose. Yeah. A lot of people are walking around living life with no purpose. You're sitting still. You don't you don't have a direction. Nope. Having an idea means nothing without the capabilities of the execution that y'all brought up earlier. You have to have a purpose for wanting to do something. That's right. Unfortunately for young black men in this world, mm-hmm. it's kids. Mm-hmm. It's the fear of going to jail. It's the fear of being killed to sway them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But that's a reality that not everyone has to face. So you have to deal with them on a totally different dynamic. So when it boils down to the purpose portion, they get up. We talked about being appreciative when we wake up. It mm-hmm. starts start, right? Mm-hmm. Where did they wake up at? It's something people won't think about. Unless you've been through it in the deep. Mm-hmm. You've been through it in the loop. You've been through it in Tennessee, wherever mm-hmm. you're from. You have to have a connected mindset where you can meet people where they are. Because they see you walking. Mm-hmm. They see what you're going to. Mm-hmm. But they don't see what you've been through. You got to bring that element to them. And yeah. And, 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 and yeah. People have to realize that they can't allow to use their current situation to dictate their future. That's true. Because sometimes true. people can't see past their current they situation. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the toughest things ever. And then, you know, you think the, you know, let, let, let's use example. You know, we're here in Illinois, whatever, Southern Illinois. We have East St. Louis. We have all these different areas. One of the key commodities that we're missing is mentorship yeah and they're not getting enough of it mm-hmm. you know and that's so critically important that's because, right because you know we can walk up in there and they can see us in our uniforms and we have their attention just, just like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and then if they try to override us real quick to put them in their place with no hesitation that's right at all and that's exactly what it is that they need and if we can be there as a sole source to give them you know, the knowledge, the confidence, you know, uh, the competence that's needed 
for them to move forward, it just takes one time, one individual. Don't have to reach all. all you because it goes one. back to your earlier statement. Mm -hmm. You said, you know, something along the lines of, something along the lines of, hey, when do we stop? Or, you know, um, when, when, when do we press the, uh, the, the break or whatever? Mm -hmm. I let people know, you're not going to become a burden to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to, when I give you this advice, it's going to be one time and one time only. Emotional and boundaries. You, you got to say got it. Mm -hmm. to sit up there mm -hmm. and take heed on what's being given to you. Mm -hmm. And you come up with a systematic approach towards, a, um, towards you know, processing analytically or whatever the case may be towards reaching that milestone. That's right. Final words. What you got, Will? You got to care. Mm -hmm. A lot of things start with one individual caring and that's contagious mm -hmm. that become a transparent action to live by if it starts with you just simply caring mm -hmm. that can resonate to everyone that you come in contact with sorry what about yourself well brother will you said that you know it's about caring my my thought process is you have to have a foundation and i think that once you have a solid foundation the other entity, such as caring, will evolve with your foundation. Establish a foundation, everything else will take care of itself. What you got, Larry? I say this. We all start off as lost souls. Mm -hmm. It is up to you to find your purpose. Mm. It's just as simple as that. Mm. You got to find your purpose. Yep. And I will... Yeah. I, I like that. And... On along the lines of that, I would say, yeah, finding your purpose and really being honest about your why. Mm -hmm. Because there's individuals that avoid their true why. Mm -hmm. They aimlessly do things and acquire things that are frivolous mm -hmm. when it has nothing to do with their why because they're afraid of looking at it. All right. This was the lion's den. That's all right.